you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. It is gumbo time. Ladies and gentlemen, on this week, the biggest week of the year, the week that is devoted to a Super Bowl, it is us back again, the only show in all the world, in all of outer space, inner space, cyberspace, wherever you want to go, dedicated to the world's most perfect food. Coming at you live this week, the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Taylor Swift of Internet Food Discussion. It is the Gumbo Show, ladies and gentlemen. As always, I'm Feynman Roberts, taking the Patrick Mahomes role here in southern Louisiana. Joining me as always, Dave Huguenel in northern Virginia, and Brent Barksdale in northern Virginia. I said it again, in northern Georgia, (laughs) and Brent Barksdale in north Texas. Guys, if you weren't, didn't live in places with north in the name, I wouldn't get confused. The Yankees. Which one of you is going to be Taylor Swift? I'll be Taylor Swift because she's rich. Er than the boys. I, I'm okay with being Travis as long as I get to be Little Spoon with Brent. That's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> any any day. Any day. Hello. <clears throat> well, fellas, what is going on? I know up this week we have some some interesting topics, including yeah. my non-gumbo related food odyssey, which yeah. we'll get to. But what's happening with you guys? Dave has been sending me musical tracks because he now he he plays the bass quite often and he has a I'm looking at him on the video he's got a guitar behind him he's got a bass I see an amp uh, I think he's growing his hair out there'll be more tattoos in the future so Dave how's the music going the the, the music is going good it's going good uh, having a lot of fun with that but really the big news is is that I'm starting to get the hunger uh, it's been been a couple months since I've made gumbo and kind of like a bear coming out of hibernation. I'm just kind of getting out of my my gumbo cave and realizing, you know, it's time for me to strike, maybe go buy some sausage, get, get, get some tasso, and throw a pot together. So hopefully they loves, I mean, love sausage. I know that. So God yeah, bless you. I do. Dave, <laughs> I, I feel like if you're on the gumbo show, if you're one of the hosts of the show, and you are, if you go into gumbo hibernation, there should be some sort of ramification. <laughs> well, all right. Well, then what's the ramification? I feel like you have an idea uh, coming about. What, what I don't are, actually have yeah. any ideas, but I, I just realized that I go into gumbo hibernation during the summer, you know, when gumbo is out of season. I knew that was coming. But if you're if you're gumbo hibernating during the winter, like I, I feel like you almost might have to turn in your G card. Well, here's here's the only problem, Feynman, is that there's nowhere in the town that I live right. that serves gumbo. Like you yeah. can go to any, pretty much yeah. any restaurant where you live and find it. If can I, I explain want, it, Dave? It. Dave, here's the deal. Feynman is living the dream. You and I are stuck in a, an oasis. Is that the word? No. We're in the barren desert uh, where we live. But right. I think it's more, Dave – Yours is more of laziness and having actual like a family and work. So you can't make the gumbo. Feynman doesn't, if he doesn't make it, he can just go down the street and have delicious right. gumbo, which brings me to the next topic. Feynman. In fact, I had gumbo today. Oh, you sucker. Where? Was it yeah. good? 
at Vasquez uh, Playboy Shop in downtown Covington. The gumbo was fine. Yeah, it was good. It was fine. Chicken so, and sausage, seafood. Yeah. What are we doing? Chicken with? and sausage. Chicken and sausage for sure. And where yeah. did we have gumbo together several weeks ago? Let's talk about it. Well, Brent, you you made an appearance here in God's country in southern Louisiana, and we. Um, because of certain time obligations, we journeyed to the local chain establishment founded by the, uh, how would we describe him? Um, the Spice King? The Spice, <laughs> uh, yeah, the founder of Popeye's, Al Copeland. We went to Copeland's here in, in Covington, Louisiana, and we had the gumbo. And, and Brent, you did not have a, or the, or the third person at our lunch. Yeah. Uh, I told the guy we were meeting, I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to lunch with Feynman. This is our mutual friend. I'm going to lunch with Feynman. Do you want to join us? He's like, cool. Where are you going? I said, Copeland's. He's like, Copeland's? There's there's like a million places to eat here that are awesome. And you pick Copeland's. I'm like, dude, we're in a hurry. Like, it's right by my hotel. We're going to Copeland's. He's like, I'm, not, I'm just not going. I'm not going to Copeland's. I'm like, well, you're not going to lunch. So he relented. He showed up. And, uh. It was newly renovated. Staff was great. Uh, and then we ordered the gumbo just because that's what we do. Feynman, what did you think of the gumbo? Presentation. I thought the gumbo was great. Yeah. Very and taste. Uh, I mean, so uh, because I'm a 50-year-old man who has to be careful, I ordered soup and salad. Me so too. I got gumbo and a salad. My only complaint about it was that the salad came in a huge bowl. And the gumbo came in a little cup. And yeah. I really would have liked to have seen those two things reversed. Yep. Um, I did not need like uh, half an acre's worth of romaine lettuce, even though it was fine. Uh, but I would have much preferred like a giant tub of gumbo. The gumbo was very good. It was tasty. I don't yep. think there was nothing experimental or particularly original about it, but it was delicious and I enjoyed it. I was surprised. Yeah, it was great. Go ahead, Dave. I have a question. So with your third friend, it sounds like he was kind of talking down on Copeland's. Uh, sorry to assume gender there. I'm assuming it's a he. Um, 2024, get woke. Yeah. Uh, my, well, my... We're, we're not sure, but sure. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> when I was a kid growing up in growing up in like the New Orleans area, going to Copeland's like that was like fine dining for, yeah. for my family. Is that yeah. since then that... they've since then I think Feynman told me the theory that Cheesecake Factory became the darling of the Copeland's uh, empire. And then all the money and attention went to Cheesecake Factory. And Copeland's is since, you know, the one in Baton Rouge closed. They just taken, they just, they're not what they used to be when you were growing up. So that's what I was trying to figure out. Is it, is it like Copeland's has gone down overall? Or is it just like I've always been like poor white trash? Because, or, or, or both. True. <laughs> no, I mean, let's not forget, Dave. I mean, I'm, I'm a good bit older than you, but when Copeland's opened, like Al Copeland was known for Popeyes, and Copeland's was definitely a step up from Popeyes. Sure. And I think I don't think he had Cheesecake Factory. I think he had Cheesecake Bistro. I think it was it was pretty good for for a while, but I think in recent years it's kind of taken the same path as like certain other South Louisiana best cha based chain restaurants that as they got more corporatized, the quality, the food, at least the reputation went down. Hold on, but is the Cheesecake I, Factory I not his bistro? With, with Did I totally get that wrong? No, the, I think there there was a Copeland's Cheesecake Bistro. I remember yeah. that there was one on Veterans in Metairie. 
not the factor? The, I don't who think owns that's there anymore. Yeah. Cheesecake factor, I don't know. It's like, I think it's owned by, you know, like Mega Food or yeah. whatever. So I'm totally you know, off. Sort of international conglomerate. It's probably owned by a hedge fund. Yeah, probably. That's like, funny. Yeah. Like BlackRock Partners. Uh, probably. It's a 60% stake yeah. in Cheesecake. And their menu factor. is massive. Um, their menu's insane over there. I just, so I feel pages. like. I feel like like I need to start a mission to bring Copeland's back. Like I mean, just from a reputation standpoint, I, I uh, you know, it, it, it's important to me that people see it as as I saw it, which is if you're going to Copeland's, like you put on your nicest shirt, put on some nice shoes, probably brush your hair, and then you go and have like redfish poncho train at yeah. Copeland's. Is that was that it? it was like well, we didn't we didn't have redfish poncho train and. Neither, neither Brent or I had to comb any hair, but uh, I mean, I think it's kind of now like a, it's a fine casual place. Yeah, it's not fancy it's anymore. Not, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the Copeland's crowd back. looks like over there. Well, the crowd yeah, at lunch was, I think, I think we'll 80. Good. We were the youngest people there about 30 years. Did you notice that? Yeah. But that's Covington. Yeah, and the only ones who didn't have to salt our food. Yeah, but we got there early at eleven. So anyway. of course we're with the old folks at eleven. We got there. I mean, early. It sounds like your audio is deteriorating, like Copeland's did. So we got to <laughs> keep it. Yeah, I guess uh, you're turning off your video, which helps us uh, our psyche. Uh, anyway, so that was our yeah. Copeland's adventure. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out so the people that I want to listen to this podcast will get their shout out, and then we can talk about your adventure into Fort Worth. Uh, so this weekend, I'm going to see Johnny Beaumont again in Sour Lake, Texas. Uh, he is making me gumbo again. And probably on my way to his place, um, he has a venue, a music venue out there. So we're going out to see some music and he's making me gumbo. Uh, so shout out to Johnny Beaumont and his mom, Rose, who may be making me gumbo instead. I'm not sure. Can't wait. But on the way there, we're probably going to stop by Corville's, which is a catering company that you need to look up on the Internet. They have amazing gumbo that you can buy, freeze dry, take it home, warm it up and eat it. Plus, they just have, you know, they have food every day you can pick up if you're in the Beaumont area. So, Payman, you were in Fort Worth. Tell us about it. I was. I uh, I found myself in Texas and I uh, my son, who loves gumbo, also loves barbecue. And so he wanted to go to Goldie's Barbecue, which is in, I think, South Fort Worth. Um, but Texas Monthly has mm -hmm. ranked it very highly. So we had to do the thing where we showed up before eight o'clock in the morning to get in line on Sunday morning, which was pretty chilly. It was in the 40s. Um, we had to get there that early for the place to open at 11. Um, and so we were there three hours early, a little bit more, maybe three hours and 15 minutes early and waited out the line. They have some nice like camp style chairs just sitting out there. So you can just grab a couple, sit in those by the door. We were second in line. Um, and we let, and I, I'm, I don't know, Dave, if you've met my older son, but he's a fairly large individual. He's a good six to 270 pounds. And so we did make the terrible mistake of allowing him to order for us. Um, how much was it? There were how much food? How much money? How much weight? money was your bill? What was your bill? Uh, our bill 
Yeah, let's. It, it was. Yeah, we spent three hundred dollars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I knew it. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, what'd you get? Uh, we had a. We had. We still have some of it, by the way. It's in our fridge. Uh, we got three pounds of brisket. I think a pound of ribs. Three sausage links. Uh, maybe a pound of turkey. A pound of pork belly. We got uh, some potato salad, a serving of beans, and um, uh, and a couple of just like the desserts are pretty small. We just got a couple of them and we all shared them. I have a question, but was I will the, say that. Go ahead. It was delicious. Was it the turkey was good? I love the turkey. The turkey was probably the most revolutionary thing i've had because i don't think i've had a lot of smoked turkey in restaurants yeah, that's my favorite and it was it was so juicy and mm -hmm. so it was just it was amazing like if i went back i'd probably get you know i probably i might not get pork belly i mean the pork belly was delicious i just don't need to eat straight pork belly um and i probably wouldn't get ribs those were also great but i would definitely get brisket and turkey and then I'd probably just get some sausage to take home. I have a question. You say you brought leftovers home. Or do you think any of them mm -hmm. are experimenting uh, with a gumbo? Well, first of all, I have uh, been warned to stay away from those leftovers. But I will say this. If you put that regular smoked sausage in a gumbo and we don't have any of it left, it would be amazing. Their sausage was fantastic. And we got some of the regular smoked and some of the jalapeno cheese. I don't know that I'd put the jalapeno cheese in a gumbo, but the regular yeah. smoked sausage was, it was fantastic. It was I just like, fantastic. One, it was really favorite, uh, one of my favorite gumbos that I've ever had is one that my uncle makes, which is a turkey and sausage gumbo that he makes after Christmas from like the uh, the mm. Christmas turkey. So I can yeah. see that turkey being good if you had any left, but it sounds like you don't. Man, they, let me tell you what. No, we the turkey, you don't want to put, like that turkey, you don't want to put anything else on it. You just want to eat good. it plain. Like, yes. it's just, I wouldn't want anything else on it to take away from the way it tastes. It was so tender, so juicy. I don't even know. I was trying to figure out how you make turkey like that. Yeah. You know, because it, it was um, like the consistency sell the, of really good pork. Do they sell the sausage like in the, or do you have to just buy it, like not cooked, but in the packages? No, no, you got to, you get there right now, their whole operation, you got to stand in line. Oh shit. Like even for a to-go order. <laughs> they sell out. They're, they yeah, and they're only open three days a week. That's why. Yeah. And you know that's why I've, that's uh, why I've never been. When you mentioned, I'm like, no, nah, I've never been. I know of a couple of new spots that are getting a lot of uh, attention. But well, I will say this: I will give it a look. I don't normally like to spend three hundred dollars on lunch, um, but I will say that the food was. And I'm not a gumbo, like I'm not a barbecue guy. I don't, you know, I don't go to every restaurant and be like, let me hold up this brisket to the light and see if the smoke ring is good. I just put it in my mouth and if it tastes good, I like it. And it was really, really delicious. Hmm. All right. So, well, okay. well, there's a, there's a spot in, I guess it started in Fort Worth called Heim Barbecue, H-E-I-M. And they're really active on Twitter. If you want to be entertained, go check out their Twitter. But, um, H-E-I-M barbecue, Heim barbecue at Heim barbecue. Mm. Anyway, that's a good spot. And there's Bricks barbecue. So that's a couple of new spots and some others. They're, they're really popping up all around Fort Worth. Well, I, you know, that almost made me, I, I mean, 
We just don't have barbecue like that in South Louisiana. We have decent barbecue. Blue Oak in New Orleans is good. Uh, Central City Barbecue in New Orleans is good. Um, we have a couple of spots here on North Shore that are pretty good, but they're not like that. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, thanks for not calling me. Just kidding. I was out of town. It's all good. <clears throat> we got to do the family thing. Fort Worth for like a total of like, uh, well, barely 12 hours. You know what's funny? Uh, I was in Fort Worth. We were filming all day with for my son, and then he had a show that night in Fort Worth. So we were there all day filming, and then he had a show. You could have come by and said hi. I didn't even think. I mean, I didn't know you were there, but anyway, yeah. we were right. We were right there. I probably could have smelled your barbecue. I'd have brought you some. I know. That's yeah. Now I'm pissed. We're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, cool. That's all, all right. I got. That's it gonna make gumbo so, i'm gonna have gumbo i don't know about screw fame and he had gumbo today i did i did it is nice i will say dave like i know you were you guys were coming back at me for living in southwest but it's nice to be able to go out and order a cup of gumbo with just about every meal that i eat out you know yeah that is a nice a nice benefit so yeah, i'm jealous i'm sorry for you for you exiles don't, don't feel too um, sorry for me i um uh, my daughter left her Play-Doh in my office, so I'm playing with Play-Doh while we're doing the podcast. There you go. Living the dream. Yeah. Keep it real, Dave. Keep it positive, man. Yeah. Um, All right. well, Bring us it, home, Feynman. Yeah, that's going to do it for this uh, episode of The Gumbo Show. As always, hit us up on our socials. Uh, we're not really on Twitter anymore, uh, so don't hit us on that one, but hit us on Instagram at gum at Doug Gumbo Show, at that's at D-A Gumbo Show. We're on Facebook, look us up, The Gumbo Show. We also have a, web show, a website, gumboshow.us, and you can email us at, uh, I think it's it's on the website, but I think it's at, it's Show at gmail.com or gumboshow at gmail.com. Anyway, look it up, it's on the website. Uh, and so, as you guys go through the winter, I hope you get plenty of gumbo, and until next time, may your roofs be dark and your bowls be full. Thank you.